Yeah, it's time to catch up. It's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Man. There's a lot of shit going on. Bro. A lot of shit, bro. It's a whole lot of gang shit going on. You already, you already know. Allegedly. VSOP, G to the, G to the poet. <laughs> has some VSOP. We all done have some VSOP. Yeah, man. Uh, we recorded an episode with my man Pablo, you know. Shout out to my nigga. And shout out Pablo Sanders, man. We we did some funny takes earlier. Pablo was talking in the background. Can I can I say something? Real yeah, go quick? ahead. Hey man, I can't wait for y'all to hear that one, bro. Yeah, man, it was funny. We, we Jordan and I have been really thinking about how they expand on the podcast. We've been talking about doing a Patreon. Uh, it was funny because Pablo, we had a little bit to drink. He, actually, he came with champagne and he brought VSOP. Shout out to my nigga Pablo Sanders. Kind of just showing love to the podcast and sh- um, saluting to us for what we've been doing. You know, this is episode 17, man. Fresh off the episode with Nicasso. I had the Shout out to episode. my nigga Nicasso. He won a lyricist of the year at the OEAs. Congratulations to my nigga. When, I mean, and with all due respect, my nigga, if you listening to this, Caso, you know you my nigga, but I need you to do paint chips as the next video. And when you hear me saying this, just picture Luke Castro doing that thing, you know what I'm saying? Hey, big dog, download <laughs> my shit, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, Listen, Canton showed up at the OEAs. Yeah, we, we cleaned had, up, bro. Yeah, he talked about it on the show and uh, gave a great perspective on being a part of it. Uh, even I've thought about getting involved next year. As you should. You know bro. what I'm saying? As so shout should. out to uh, Joe Allende and Scientific. They were nominated in the Lyricist of the Year Lyricist of the Year category with Nicasso. Congratulations for um, that. Huck Pesci won MVP for Lamb Sack. Shout, shout out to Huck. Detroit Barbie won Female Artist. Shout out to Detroit Barbie. She's, she's such an awesome she's person, dope, bro. Man. She's awesome. She's Real awesome. dope. Real dope. She bad, too. Shout out Detroit Barbie. I'm going to give her her props. Yeah. She knows uh, she oh is, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know Shout out Detroit Barbie. I ain't gonna say too much. <laughs> trying to be a respectful nigga. Listen, today. listen, that's on the Patreon. Right. No. <laughs> we go, that's exclusive content. Yeah, we gotta get her on the show too, man. Uh Tavay Hill won Barber of the Year. Hey bro, you know what? That would be a dope little episode too. It would. Have a, you know what I'm saying? Detroit Barbie, if you wanna go. Oh, and Tavay. Yeah. Listen, and then talking you know, about I ain't, I ain't got that option, bro. Maybe he could do my summer with my struggle a bit. I don't know. Hey, Tavay, like, maybe you can help me out. Yeah. Give me some tips on how to make it grow and connect hey, first. Get, get with, say what you mean. Yeah, you know man. And then Elijah Lamar, you know, I'm always calling him Smurf. Shout out to Smurf. Actor of the year. Y'all know Smurf is, if you don't know, Elijah Lamar is featured in BMF on Stars. That's dope, man. Mr. Lamar, because you know what I'm saying? You professional now. Salute, man. I don't. I feel like he don't want to be called Smurf, but you know, I'm always known by that, you know, call, right. that's my boy. He's my cousin. Right, right. I'm proud of what he's doing, man. He been on this shit, you know? If you hear the podcast, uh, if you, you know what I'm saying, in your, in your wisdom decide to come up with some custom change, you know what I'm saying? Say what you mean. We we out here. We out here, man. We support all y'all. We got to get a lot of y'all on the show, man. That's right. Been really grateful. We've been trying to expand. We, we're thankful for all the support. But Jordan, man, we've been up. Bro. I've been up. I niggas, up. niggas is up. Listen, niggas is up. You want to go first? Or did you do something up you want to talk about? Or can I go? Go no, no, bro. Cause yours is yours is yours is way up. Mine is upper. Yours is fat Joe. Yours is all the way up. Okay, okay. Mine, mine is upper. Okay, mine is up upper. Listen, listen, listen. So check this out. Quicker picker up. (laughs) So it's a Sunday. A friend of mine asked me what I like to go to a show. Right. Right, right. You know, I said sure. Or she had a surprise for me, and. uh I'm in the car, we're chilling. Good Sunday is listen, when you get when you got hey, orders y'all riding to. Bruh, everything. You know, I like you always joke me, I like my old shit. What you you was in there listening to the Commodores, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Earth went in fire, nigga. <laughs> nah, we, listen, I was bumping all I listen, I was bumping schoolboy Q. I felt like a gangster that day. It was just a good day. Sunday is my favorite day of the week now. When is you it? get older, bruh, Sunday? Sunday? Bruh, I love Sundays. Thursday, bro. I'm a Thursday That's yours? nigga. I'm, I'm a, a Sunday I'm a guy. Real Thursday Listen, nigga. Sundays is like my Saturday. So anyway, fast forward, cause my Sundays be dope. I'm telling you, hang with John P on a Sunday when you get the chance. I'm gonna take you up on that, bro. For real. So anyway, check this out. So I'm chilling. You know, I'm going to Cleveland on a Sunday. You know, it's good. I'm up, money in my pocket, feeling great. You know what I'm saying? Going up there, and uh, I don't know where I'm going though. But she said it's a it's a surprise. 
we riding, we chilling, you know, and we go to uh, the the field house, you know, where the Cavs play at. So I'm noticing it, it's popping, it's popping up here. You know what I'm saying? Your Negro senses ain't tingling. Yeah, it's popping. I'm like, okay, it's something going on up here. All so right. we park, then we go transition to the arena, and we get in line. Mind you, I'm in line. I'm just going along with whatever. I'm just like, okay, I got my vaccination card. Um, I'm in line, whatever. So we get into There's the no door. That up shit, bro. Yeah, vaccination. A vaccination card, <laughs> a touchscreen cell phone, <laughs> you, what you type drive on vehicle. <laughs> Listen, so we get in there. Mind you, I don't know what's going on the whole time. You know, it's like, yo, I'm like, what's up? She just like, don't worry about it. Just, you know. So what the crowd looked like? Is it a, crowd was cool, diverse crowd. It just seemed like people I would kind of fuck with. It was like okay, okay. So it was a lot of real niggas in there. Yeah. Okay. okay. It was. It was. Yeah. It was, yeah. Me. It was up. So we go in there. A lot of BMF coats. You know, we in Cleveland, so niggas is getting money in Cleveland. But I'm like, okay, it's a mixture of those and a mixture of like hipster kids. There's a whole lot of foxtail around the neck. For sure. <laughs> 50 boys was in the building. Niggas was rocking that foxtail, that, that otter fur around the so we So we in the arena. I'm not paying no attention. Um, and, I, and I realized I walked past the gift shop. I, I'll tell you the gift shop in a minute. Overall, the guys was like, okay, we're going to open these gates. Make sure you grab a face mask. I go grab a face mask. I turn it over. It says Dave Chappelle. I realize I'm at a Dave Chappelle screening. I look at her and she's like, surprise. Bruh. Real quick, let me stop you right there. What's up? You ever seen Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. You know how Goku goes Super Saiyan? Yes. Did you feel like you went black Super Saiyan? Bruh, I was so excited. <sighs> I said, oh my God. I looked at the face mask and said, Dave Chappelle. So I'm at the screening of Untitled. You know, the documentary he had when he was uh, talking about um, his experiences doing live shows during the pandemic. So we watching it. It's great. Jeff Ross comes out. The DJ's playing dope music. We having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle comes out after the viewing of the documentary. The documentary was great. It had all these great comedians. He had all these shows. Who was in it, bro? Man, um, Chris Rock made an appearance. Uh, John Stewart, his wife. It was just about the involvement of the documentary in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Because, you know, Yellow Springs is really small, but that's where Dave Chappelle lives. The documentary was so impressive because it talked about how he was doing comedy shows in Yellow Springs during the pandemic, during COVID. You know, at the time, that was risky. But they gave frequent COVID tests, and he brought in $9 million in a year just from doing those comedy shows to Yellow Springs, Ohio. So after we watched the documentary, the man himself comes out, Dave Chappelle, hilarious, He's making us laugh. It's like, I'm, it's surreal at this point. I'm like, bro, I'm watching Dave Chappelle. I was not expecting to even see Dave Chappelle on a Sunday. I thought we was going to go out to eat or some shit. End up seeing Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle comes out, right? Then he says, all right, Cleveland, let's turn it up. All I hear after that is, ha, 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 ha. It's 1999, my niggas. Bone Thugs and Harmony comes out and performs. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Jordan. Think about back. They did all of the songs. First of the month. I and was they, just about to ask you about first of the month. Please tell me that you snuck a 40 ounce in. We couldn't even look at our, we couldn't even use our phones. <laughs> but we was starting to be lit. You know, when both does come out, somebody got a blunt in there by, by random. So we see that, right? Goes crazy. Overall, it was a great show. A great damn show. Dave Chappelle is a great comedian. It was a great experience. That. But you know, with, with our podcast, what we got to talk about, ironically, I, I, that night, Dave Chappelle said, all right, y'all, we're going to Toronto. And you know, when you think of Toronto, you think of... The boy. Drizzy. So we're going to talk about Drizzy. You gotta, talk you about gotta refer, that nigga got too much boy. money. If if that's what he want to be referred we're to, we're gonna talk about <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about Drizzy and, and how J, and how Dave Chappelle was tied into that. We're gonna talk about uh, Danny Lee. We are going to talk about oh uh, real quick because we talking about niggas being up and doing up shit. What? Guess what, my nigga, my brother. Matter of fact, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Guess what, King? What? Got a new job. Where you at? 
the movie theater. What? Okay, so you get the you the plug on the movies. Can I get a couple the tickets? Plug, bro. I want to support black business, but can I, you know, put me on? Um, disclaimer when I say this because this is how the tickets is set up. It's only it's only two tickets, so I gotta be one of the tickets. Okay. Pause. No, nah, I mean, you know, we could go on. Maybe we could do something. As, as niggas is up. We hey, start niggas doing is up. Movie, movie reviews. Hey! That's how quick it happened. Let's go. You might have to cut some You just witnessed something history. I'm a- <laughs> that, was, that was a drunk scream. No, nah, it's all good. <laughs> Jordan had to be at some people. No, we talking about a couple of things. We catching up. Danny Lee and the baby, uh, Travis Scott. Jay Prince and Drake and Kanye, and we also are offering our condolences and showing our love to Young Dolph, man. This is going to be a pretty dope catch-up episode. Me and G to the Poet, you sticking around, bro? Fam, you already know. already got my Dolph, line, my, Listen, my Dolph songs lined up. I got you, man. Listen, this is Jean Peter MC, episode 17, The Catch-Up. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3-3, yo. Oh. Where them boys don't play, don't play. Say what you mean. mean Mean what you say I'm from the 3-3-0 oh. Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest No arguments, yeah I got next John P Yes sir, what? we so, back, we back John P, the Let me talk my shit real quick uh, Gita the Paul, you good, man? Yes, sir. I should never let Pablo let you get that VSOP, man. Hey, what look, you up? Shout out to my niggas. You but know you what good. Yeah. But you, but you straight though. That's right. Hey, you glad never to be know. back with you, man. You good to be know. glad linking up with you. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? Episode hey, dap me up, up, brother. For sure, man. Yeah. Episode seventeen, dog. Seventeen. We catching up Android on some things. Seventeen. There's a lot of things going on in the world. But the bro. main issue at hand. Man, listen, 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 listen. First of all, first of all. I can't wait to talk about this. Drake. Remember how I said uh, Dave Chappelle went to Toronto? Yep. Dave Chappelle ended up being a part of Drake and Kanye West squashing their beef. Yes, bro. What a beautiful moment, not only for hip hop, but for manhood in general, bro. November 16th. That's that's pretty dope. It's pretty major. November 16th. Drake, Kanye West, and Jay Prince, uh, they had a dinner in Toronto. Uh, Dave Chappelle spoke backstage at the show. And uh, one week prior, uh, Jay Prince had uh, shared that video of Kanye. He was talking about the Larry Hoover show. I seen that. And he was saying how he wanted to start a show for Larry Hoover, uh, put their differences aside, him and Drake. And then they were trying to, uh, you know, get Larry Hoover free. Hey, Gangsta I, w- I want I want to I want to talk about Jay Prince. Let's go ahead. Respectfully, respectfully. Jay Prince but, is um, super powerful. Definitely. So, Jay Prince, Pablo Sanders just walked up in here. What's up, what's Pablo? What's going on with you, my nigga? My what's nigga. up, Pablo? Say my peace, peace. Gifts. For sure. All right. So, what was you saying about Jay Prince? No, no, no. I was talking about the Drake and Kanye beef. Um, just like, well, we already. We didn't we already talk about the particulars of they beef? Well, kind of going back, it it was a lot of back and forth. Like you know, it was. I think Drake has said some things on some songs. Kanye said some things on some songs, and it got to a point where I guess it got really personal. Kanye said he was gonna put him on a t shirt. That was my favorite part. Yeah, and how like and and even on Drink Champs, that was the highlight. Kanye was on Drink Champs, and when Kanye was on Drink Champs, oh boy, bro, he gave it up. That might have been the most lit drink champs that episode was, ever. If this is VSOPG, that was VSOPA. <laughs> he said everything. Man, he was on. He was on one. He was on one for sure. So, what I when I want to ask you is, we see that we see how they reconciled after all that they've been through. Right. Think about where we didn't came from, and you know what I'm saying, like facts, because we had. We had beef. We yeah. really did. It was real smoke. We didn't speak to each other. You know what I'm saying? At that point in time in life, it, it could have been on site. Like, niggas would have handled their differences like that. Right. So, when I saw that, I immediately drew back to this. Because, you know what I'm saying? Niggas went from not speaking at all to here he is. But see, we did that on our own. But with Drake True. and Kanye, do you think they would have squashed that without Jay Prince? Absolutely not. 
You don't, you think they would have kept going at it back and forth? Yes, bro. Yes, until really? the end of time. Until the end of time. Wow. Because Kanye is my favorite, and I know I know that ego. Oh, uh, so you know Kanye's stuff. Bro, the beef never dies. Facts. Never dies. You know what I wish? <laughs> I hope that okay. So I get Kanye is all about trying to free Larry Hoover. You know, trying to make amends with Drake. But my opinion, I think he should have that same energy towards John Legend and Big Sean. It's a different level. It's a di- I, I see where you're coming from, but it's a different level. Like, Big Sean and <coughs> John Legend didn't say that Kanye had people, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't like, he had every woman that I know call me numerous times to tell me to end the beef. Like, they just had business beef. That was personal beef. But do you think this could be business too? Like, I mean, they could have been like, you know what? We know we're going to get the streams. We know we're going to get some money. Even, even in the photo, they kind of looked like they didn't really want to be together. But in the videos, they were kicking I, it. I agree with that. I agree with that. That's because niggas was drunk, bro. You, it's VSOPG. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they was not drinking no VSOP. Them, they was them niggas was drinking. Notch. Yes. Them niggas, they had diamonds in the bottom of their cup. But... No, it wouldn't have got done with without Jay Prince because niggas have we have egos. So you don't and think it was egos so you don't hurt, think it was staged. It was, bro. I feel like it was staged. It was. Cause them niggas was big artists, you know what I'm saying? They had to have already known that yeah. they was gonna get the streams if they decided to link up and do a track. Facts. This was something that was orchestrated by a cooler head and like a even head. even this concert, like it would I don't know how it would work as far as trying to sell merchandise and things like that because Larry Hoover seems to, unless all the proceeds go to Larry Hoover, which Kanye could do, but if they did a concert together, Drake and Kanye West. Look at that Yeah, he don't even seem sure. Shout out Pablo for bringing up the photo. Bro, that's how I take pictures all the time at events I don't necessarily want to be at. And I, in my opinion, I think Jay Prince was the one. Like, Jay Prince in the photo, he looked ecstatic. I think Jay Prince was ecstatic because he knows you know he's why? got his, his hand in both. Like, he's like, I'm getting money off of both. Respectfully. I have not read his book yet. It's a dope-ass book. I got to check it out. What's the name of it, Pablo? I'm about it yeah, up. pull it up for us. I can see why he acting so ecstatic, though. Because in his book, he's talking about Tupac first Biggie, how he's trying to stop that. Yeah. Jay Prince is powerful, dog. I think Jay Prince is a really powerful guy. So, uh, yeah, bro. It's called the art and science of respect. The art and science. I was just explain I was just explaining this to somebody else the other day, but I was like, Jay Prince got NBA Young Boys chain back, bro. Yeah. I mean he's tight. I mean, it's some type of things that he Like he got he got ties, fam. Yeah, man. Respectfully. Respectfully. He got a crazy life. Yeah. Very respectfully. So they had a dinner too. Random Come on dinner. now, bro. <laughs> Think about if you had every girl that I knew call me and be like, you know, you sh- you should really just drop the beef with him. He's really a nice guy. You think we gonna have dinner, my nigga? Keep yeah. it real. I mean, like no. I said, I think it's a I, it, it's definitely business, but I think Jay Prince is the one that's excited because, like, it's his hand it's in it. But he's made. also respected, you know. So it could be deeper than. Or, than what we or see. he may be excited that he got two very large egos to see the one thing that's constant, I can the see money. That. Yeah. I can see that, because like yeah. I told y'all, he, was very, uh, he felt very regrettable in that Tupac first Biggie, Biggie beef. Like, he is sad about that shit. Do you think the truce will last? I don't know. I'm not going, on, I'm not going back on nothing Jay Prince set up. No, nah, I wouldn't need that. That I mean, nigga be at my baby shower the next time you see him. <laughs> so what what do you think is next throughout this whole thing with them with those two? It's gonna be a song together. They gonna do a song? It's gonna be a song. We'll see. I, I think I think I think it'll grow into something. I mean they they're pr- pretty sure they're going off of what it's doing for both of them and their careers. Because it's one of the talked about events going on, like Drake and Kanye, as much as BS they've talked about, you know, Drake talking about Kim and then Kanye talking about Drake and you know it's it's a lot of personal vendettas and it's a lot of shit going on where in hip hop you just gotta you know roll with the punches or make amends because you know it's a lot of beef. Well, I mean, going we'll think on. Of, yeah, we'll think about it like this: if we looking at it as them dropping the beef for money, why wouldn't they do the same for a song? Yeah, and respectfully, Jay Prince seemed like the type of person that could suggest that to them. And all of a sudden, something like that materialized. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, something about it just didn't seem like it was like authentic. Because uh-uh. it, it, I don't think it came from a genuine place. And this is speaking from somebody who didn't have the dead to beef with a few different people Facts, right. from a genuine place. Like, there's a way that you go about it. There's a way that you approach it. And I ain't cut like that, so I ain't trying to throw dirt on nobody. But this is what a productive deading of the beef looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually they'll get it. But, you of know. Course. It's, I'm telling you, it's going to be a song coming. First of all, Drake's house is insane. Did you see the Chappelle post? Yeah, yeah. I saw the Chappelle post. That pop, yeah. I saw the Chappelle post. This man. But what was crazy was the DJ that was spinning at the Dave Chappelle show that I was at, he tweeted it. It was like, yo, man, we're at Drake's house. So literally at the end of the show that I was at, Drake was, I mean, Dave Chappelle was like, all right, we're going to Toronto. Man. Little do we know, he, he's about to experience Drake and Kanye look at, making them in. Look at the, the different levels of up shit. Man. You was up for going to the Chappelle show. <laughs> no, this shit Chappelle, about me. <laughs> Chappelle up for going to Toronto. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. Yo, that's a, dope, that's a dope thing to add to my bucket list. So, uh, you got any other thoughts on Drake and Kanye? I'm just really, really happy that they deaded the beef, bro. I don't care how it got done. I'm happy that they deaded the beef. Okay. So anybody listening, if you got long-standing beef, I know it's a couple people I got long-standing beef with. You hearing it from me. You ain't hearing it from nobody else. Let's dead that shit. You know what I'm saying? Get at me. For sure. Let's fix that. Yeah, man. See, you got to be adults about shit. And it's business. Never personal. Never. Never. Yeah, man. John P. the MC. Pablo in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pablo kicking right. it with it. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Man, it's all good. Because for this episode and this episode only, it's VSOP. P. <laughs> it's VSOP Sanders and VSOP Z nah. here at the Say What You Mean. Nah, but Pablo in the building just chilling yeah, out, man, yeah. just hanging with us. But yeah, this is the catch up episode. When we come back, man, we got to switch it up. We got to talk about and give our perspectives on some. some Internet drama, bro. You know, some relationship stuff going to the internet that I feel we should kind of chat yeah, in on. Bro. You know, we're going to talk some, about that. Some, yeah. Yeah. We got to talk. You it, know, it's, it's one of, it's about to be let's one of them ones. About it, it's about right? to be one of them ones. Yeah, man. This is Jean Peter MC, G to the Poet, episode 17, The Catch Up. Peace. Seventeen. Say what you mean. What's going on, man? I'm feeling good. You feeling brother. straight? Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Man. We back in the building. Episode seventeen. Let me ask you a question. What's up? You gonna finish that, bro? You want the, you want to sip this? Hey, go ahead. I, yeah, take... listen. I'm not I'm not much of a drinker. Drinker. Like listen, I be I be babysitting. I gotta mix that with some coke or something. If y'all if y'all have been listening to the podcast, you know I am a herbalist. <laughs> but uh, I'll also, you know what I'm saying, I'll drink. But we celebrating because Pablo, you know, show love to the pie. He can't right. do. And just because, you know what I'm saying, all three of us, niggas is up. Yeah, man. When niggas we say that, up. bro, it, it's it's good. You know, it's like we, we up. We, 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 it means that beautiful means things. It means we striving. That's we doing right. our thing. You know what I'm saying? Always so. strive and prosper ASAP. That's what's up, man. So check this out, bro. You know how it go. We talk about music and stuff, but we got to talk about some relationship stuff going on. And it was kind of a pretty dramatic situation. What's up with your man, the baby? Oh, that's my man? No, it ain't your man, but oh. you know. For those who don't know, the baby and Danny Lee, uh, we had a recent uh, spat, man. You know, uh, they confirmed that the incidents involving the baby and his child's mother, Danny Lee, the charges were filed against uh, her. On November 14th, I guess uh, the baby. I got it. it, Yeah, the baby called the police on it. I got two two different takes on this. You got to tell me which one you want. Well, check this out. They both both appropriate, but I got two different takes. Yeah. So there was a disturbance call. Basically, the story was uh, from her side, she says that she was at the house with the baby. She was chilling. And the baby kind of just randomly told her, bounce, you know, from her side. 
and right. the baby he got on live and he was just seeming very content kind of just recording it for his safety he was saying and he had a brother that was recording as well um, and it seemed like Danny Lee was kind of trying to they were arguing somewhat but then he went kind of far and said he was a, she was a side bitch and, he said a lot bro yeah he said a lot of shit I mean he, and um he said a lot of stuff and you know social media of course and my favorite part, though, it. my favorite part, even though there's nothing good about this, and peace to all parties involved, more so to Danny Lee and everything that she was going through, but my favorite part was my man was sitting here, he was saying all of this on live, and she walks past, and she was like, oh, so you gonna act like you ain't just come at me last night? Oh, man. I'm like, fam... I cried real laughter tears right then because that is super funny. I think the baby moved kind of reckless. I think he was mad because oh, she had sent some, there was some, something along the lines of um, she sent Plan B's to the hotel he was at because he kind of doing his thing. All right, so let me just get this out of the way real quick. It's a lot. I got a couple different takes on this. Um, the funny toxic nigga take, we finally got one. <laughs> city, we got oh, one. city boys up. City boys is up. Oh, um, but that's it. It's very short. But on the real, but I, on the mature side of things, the baby kind of lost him when he caught her aside, bitch. It. He, that's when he lost you. And the whole, I, yeah, he lost me. For that's a lot. when that 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 moment was when he lost you because he lost me from the beginning. Yeah, the whole video. I mean, just recording a the real whole shit. man. Yeah, and it's a lot of real men listening to this. Shout out to us. Facts. Uh, we take our victories in silence. Yeah, not live. Big ones, like, regard big, small, whatever, we take our victories in silence. So I don't know what that was because he had his brother record, you know what I'm saying? So you already had evidence. Yeah. You ain't have to do that, bro. Mm. You ain't have to do that. That's a woman and that's the mother of your child. Like, you gotta gotta move a totally different way when it's like that. That's a fact. That's a fact. I just don't understand how people, um, just in our own personal lives, how people will go on a platform. And I know people like share thoughts, like maybe a quote about a broken relationship, but there are people who will put whole personal stories in their own homes Every on day. Facebook. Every and, day. And go on live when they're in such a vulnerable moment, such as having an argument, and putting it on Instagram. Today my day <clears> off. <throat> you know what time I get up in the morning, bro? Every morning? I get up at 5 a.m. Right. 5 a.m. I see niggas on there at 5 a.m., the same niggas I see before I go to bed at like 1 in the morning. Right. Niggas put in a whole Facebook shift. <laughs> and they be sad. Like, nigga, yeah. how you have a whole 12-hour shift of not a good day? Of not a good day. Go take a nap. Listen, you know they say you're, you're worth your day. It's like you can wake up every day with $80,000, you know, with 80,000 seconds in a day or whatever. I don't know the exact number. Bro, I'm drunk. Don't you ever tell me that I wake up in the morning with $80,000 and someday I'll be broke. 80,000 seconds. Yeah, 80,000 seconds. time is valuable. Time is very it's valuable. It's a dope metaphor, but you want your money. Any other takes on the baby? Because I, I feel like with, 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 with this whole fascination with social media and the fact that people will go on live. Oh, yeah, I got one other take. What's up? Um, Like I said, peace to Danny Lay and everything that she's going through. But Fact. I don't agree with nobody, male or female, voicing their problems to social media. And boundaries. Boundaries boundaries got to be set and boundaries got to be clear. Yeah, you know like what I'm saying? It's, it's like, a way to respect your situation. Especially in regards to knowing, um, especially in regards to uh, like knowing where y'all stand. Because she even went as far as posting pictures of them that they took where from the outside looking in, they're, they're together. But the baby was just like... She was like, he bought me a car, a crib. He flew his family out, but I'm the side bitch. Nigga, I cried real tears. <laughs> that, and that right there made me cry all motherfucking why, why, night long. <laughs> why, why, why was that funny to you, though? Because, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? We, we 98% good niggas. That 2% don't involve cheating. <laughs> but I just had to say that. But you know, you know what I'm saying? We know we know real niggas that move like that. Like real niggas that are that are buy their whole yeah. pay their whole side chicks rent. Oh yeah, we we there there been story, you know how you but know. Some, they some, still side Some guys chicks. will do that. Some guys will be like, Oh yeah, you met my mom, but we not together. It is like 
And that is very toxic to do. You know, like if I feel like, you know, if I'm you taking You see a, how short that nigga's braids is? Everything that nigga do is toxic, bro. <laughs> bro, the baby got to chill. I think he just got to... Like, I think what he, I think he's taking a stance. He, he thinks that's what he's doing because he said, I'm just recording for my safety. But you no, went on safety to the public. I feel like he should have just had his brother record it and the baby should have just kept it cool. Him going on live was a bad choice. It set us real niggas back. Man, when he called her a side bitch, and it's like, bro, that's your baby mom. That's the most disrespectful thing I think I've ever seen. Bro. Like, well, no, no, I'll take that back yeah, because I've seen some disrespectful things, but you can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that baby still got afterbirth on it because it's just three months old. You <laughs> over here talking old, about, man. you just a side bitch. No, not no more. Regardless of what y'all had before, when you got her pregnant, that became the mother of your child, bro. Facts. So, you gotta have some boundaries, man. Like, you gotta know where you stand in the relationship. And at the end of the day, just respect. man with no kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got no kids, but I, I know how you're supposed to move. And you gotta respect your lady, too. At, at the beginning, middle, and end of every day, Facts. you gotta respect your woman. Gotta respect your woman, man. I like that perspective, dog. I mean, it, it's facts, but the baby gotta chill. Just stick to the music, bro. Cause he then when he piped down one chick, another one saying he did this. I'm like, man, the baby out here. Wow. I did. I seen I seen an article, like, I guess <laughs> this nigga sent his baby mom to the hairdresser that he just hit a few days ago. Oh man, he moving real toxic. I feel like it's Hey, what you what you be saying about the money, bro? Damn, what that money... Oh, he what that money make a bitch do. Hey, look, look at him, bro. <laughs> oh, man, the baby moving reckless. Money make you move reckless, man. Nigga Bray's tickling his earlobes. He out here treating <laughs> girls any yeah, kind of way. Man, get some length on your hair, brother, before you uh, be out here talking crazy like that, man. The baby, man. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, that's such great taste. Danny Lee, you know what I'm saying? Hold it down. You know, you got to respect yourself, too. You know, don't no settle for that, you. you know? If the, baby, um, if, if, if the baby is the broadcasting on live, like he don't fuck with you like that, hold on, then hold on, stick hold on. to it. What's up? This is just a special message to her. Uh, don't let that turn you away from us darker-skinned brothers. We ain't all like that. <laughs> we ain't all like that. Oh, man. Yeah, come, man. Come see about me over here. Say what you mean. Come see, come see about me, Danny <laughs> Lee. He'll, Jordan will watch the baby for you. He got you. He's going to hold it down. You gonna watch the baby? Oh, you, you meant like make Dan sure that the baby don't get back? No, her, Danny Lee's baby, their baby. Oh uh, no, I don't get involved in other other men's business, bro. bro. No, I'm a, I don't get involved in other man's business. <laughs> I'm definitely smoking out the window, bro. I'm smoking all the way outside. Man, nah, that's what's up. <laughs> Listen, man, when we come back, we are gonna talk about Astro World, and we are gonna show some love to Young Dolph, and we are gonna end a positive quote with a special shout out. All right. You good, Jeter? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. This is John Peter MC. We'll be back on episode 17. Peace. Peace, peace. We back. We back. You're still on that VSOP. Yes, VSOP. VSOPG today. VSOPG. Talk to me nice. Told y'all, man. This is John Peter MC. We back. This is the catch up episode, man, of what the current hot topics going on in hip hop. We talked about Drake and Kanye West and Jay Prince and the baby and Danny Lee. And uh chimed in on me going to the Dave Chappelle show and how that connected with up Drake shit. and Kanye up shit. Touch screen cell phone. But my man's ain't up. Travis Scott. Not no more, bro. Ooh. Travis Scott, Drake, and Live Nation among several named in a $750 million Astroworld lawsuit. So um, according to Complex, Travis Scott's legal woes continue as an attorney has just outlined a $750 million lawsuit brought against him, Drake, Apple, and Live Nation by 125 Astroworld Festival attendees. The family of... Hold on. The family of Axel Acosta, a 21-year-old who died after attending Astroworld, is also included in the suit, according to TMZ. It said uh, Houston attorney Tony Busby took to Instagram to lay out the details of the extensive lawsuit. Like, yeah, bro. It's crazy. That nigga Rick Ross saying on Stay Scheming, 250 M's. Shout out my nigga Kobe. I hate it. it had to be him. Dog. Bro. 
They love hitting black men with the 50 in the millions. <laughs> man, this is 700. Didn't I tell you, though? But it's a combined with all the different companies. Didn't I tell you that the government is always going to get their half? Bruh, they, they going to get that $750 million. No, They're going to get the 50 million, bro. What's your thoughts on the event as a whole? Like, how do you feel? Because, you know, like I said, this we're playing catch-up, you know, and currently the big news is all these lawsuits he's facing. But um, the whole backstory of Astroworld, it started off great, and then it just went As most concerts left. do. It went I've been to plenty. Bro, it went completely left, and now it's, you know, I think there's about nine, ten people that passed away. It's like a nine-year-old. That yeah, the children away. have passed away at this. Um Unfortunately, that raises other questions, but, but I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. What you mean? Why was a nine-year-old at Astro World? I just think. It, I mean, look at how easy those kids walked into that VIP section. I mean, the the access. To That's get what inside. I'm saying, bro. Why was a nine-year-old? <coughs> Excuse me. Anywhere at Astro World, man. That's that's a conversation that I would like to have with a lot of parents. Yeah, Keep man, your I, kids at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's what it's for. Stop taking your kids to Dave and Buster's. Yep, they said it was the uh, ten people have died, um, and the youngest was nine years old. I'll be in there ten shots deep, <laughs> trying Listen, to fight little Tommy for the guitar. Like, no, nah, fam, it's my turn to play guitar. Ten shots or what? Because you know, the, one of the rumors was they was injecting people. Uh, fam, listen, I've been to concerts and I have lived a life. Let me tell you, I've lived a life, and this is the first time that I've ever heard of needles being at concerts. Man. And I've seen some shit. That was a wild rumor. I mean, what was the wildest thing you've seen at a concert yourself? Tell me something that you... That's for the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) That's for the... I mean, tell us something, you know, podcast friendly. I was in a giant rotation of about 10 blunts. Oh my goodness! At the what concert? Kanye concert. Bro. Kanye West. When he was floating on the stage. Oh, was Fam. that was that a what tour was that? Uh, the Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo tour. Where'd you go? Cleveland. Yep. Wow. When I tell you niggas was high as fucking there, and we was all <laughs> arm in arm. What was that one <laughs> song with uh, like, <laughs> the kid Cuddy on it? That beautiful morning, yeah, that shit. Beautiful morning. Yeah, niggas was bro. No we was all like morning, this, day. nigga. It was. I ain't never experienced no shit like. I still got the the ticket in my wallet. That bitch faded as fuck. Let me see my my uh favorite concert. Well, you know what's so crazy? No, the wildest. So- no, what's the wildest thing you'd have never seen at a concert? Okay, when I went to go see uh. Actually, when I performed with Currency at Numberfest, right, there was a guy that was next to me. You know, I never oh, seen shit. the effects. Oh, shit. <laughs> I never seen the effects of Molly before. I never tried it, never. But, like, there was a guy that was next to me, and I'll never forget. He was, he was like, like he gritting was his teeth. And he was like, yeah, man. He was off them jiggies. He was like, I like your music, John P. And I was like, Thanks. Never blinked that you did. And never blinked once. He was like, he looked like yeah, man. Was, he's like, he's like, yeah, man. I he looked him. like one of them ventriloquist dummies. Yeah, he said, he liked R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, I looked on Goosebumps. <laughs> he said, yeah, man, I'm pretty fucked up right now. And his teeth was gritting, right? And out of nowhere, the nigga just threw up projectile in front of me. I, I never, never seen no shit like that in my life. Yeah, bro, I ain't never seen nothing like that. And then he just act like it didn't happen and he just walked away. <laughs> yeah, of course, bro. Huh? He was... What was uh, yeah. yeah, of course. That's, yeah, he was at ethnicity. You already know. I done been in the jungles, bro. I didn't. I didn't seen some things. Listen, I'm not with none of that. Things. I'd rather just smoke weed. Smoke weed and edibles. <laughs> but back to Travis Scott, bro. Um, do you think he can come back from something like this? Talk to me in about five years. Ooh. Yeah. You think it's canceling him? I don't think like, I don't like think people that going, took him off a playlist. It's not song. the cancel culture, but it's the fact of the severity of what happened at the event. This is true, and because we got to go there, it's because he black. Man, bro, I done been to rock concerts. I done seen mosh pits, but I but something this severe. I think the big I ain't the, never seen nothing like this. Bro. Well, yeah, the big emphasis was um, like people were tripping off the aesthetic of the concert, the imagery. But the main thing was a nine-year-old child was there and died. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's why? the biggest That's thing. That's my biggest question. And then I don't know why people was tripping off of the icon of, you know what I'm saying? 
iconography. My fault, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. PSOPG. The iconography <laughs> of the situation, because that's what he been on, bro. Facts. He been on that weird black full metal alchemist looking shit. I, I'm, I'm hope you know, I, I'm a Travis Scott fan, but I do not agree with how this concert went. I think there were a lot of things wrong in the beginning that they should have definitely paid attention to. And with Travis Scott's history, he's a it's my way or nobody's way with his shows and the way he moves. So that could have went in that moment, like, fuck that, it, let him in, you know, because he's told people to rage and kick it, you know, cause, and, and, and he's provoked. And it's like, now it's like, did you provoke this or did you go too far? So now it's trying to blame, like, who do you blame in this shit, you know? I don't know. That's a, that's, it's a lot of hands in that basket, bro. It's a lot of money being exchanged. It was a lot of money put up. It was a lot of money made. I done heard a couple of different mathematical figures off of what he might have projectedly have made just off ticket sales. So, yeah, talk to me in about five years when they can recoup some of that $750 million that you know they're going to have to pay. They were projected to make $300 million the whole three days. Yeah, so uh, it's going to take some time. Man. Travis Scott, you know, hold your head, man. You know, and our condolences go out to the fans. We'll need a couple the... more franchises, uh, <laughs> Travis Scott. I, I, you know, rest in peace to the fans and the people that passed away uh, at the concert and the victims. They, it's, it's, it's fucked up. It really is. Rest you in know. peace to all of the lives lost. The nine-year-old that, that that passed away, you know. So uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to take a different approach with Peace Positive Point. We're actually going to uh, show some love uh, to some so some some unfortunate losses that took place recently. Um, we want to end this podcast showing them love uh, to you know Young Dolph and uh, to a good friend Thanks. of mine named David Dixon. Uh, this is John Peter MC. We'll be back episode seventeen. We catching up. Catching Peace. up. Yo, peace, peace, what up, what up, man? John Peter MC, Jeter the Poet, VSOPG, we again. back. Say Ready what you mean. go home and put on a t-shirt. It's been a good episode, man. It has. Man, it's Kanye West and Drake, Danny Lee. Shout out to them for squashing the beef. And the baby, Travis Scott, Pablo made a few appearances, you know. Pablo been in the building chilling with us. Shout out Pablo Sanders and the VSOP. Good catch-up episode, man. Just to back. update y'all on the podcast before we... uh. End the episode out. Um, Jermaine and Jordan got some things planned, man. We're still growing. Please continue to follow us. Please continue to support us. Uh, www.jeanpethemc.com. The podcast is available on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can listen to podcasts, you know. Um, Jordan, you got any updates? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, just come check me out at the movie theater, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> put that butter on the popcorn the way you like it, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I love it. I love it. What's up, man? Congratulations. I'm glad you got something you like, man. Yeah, bro. I got two jobs that I absolutely love. That's like, what's I'm up, man. There. I'm in there. Yeah. Where, where, and Pablo got a Monte Carlo that he like. So listen it's up, coming. man. Um, we usually end our episodes on positive points, and uh, we, we, we wanted to end this episode kind of showing love. And paying homage to um, two dope people. Uh, the first one actually is a celebrity and a familiar name in hip hop, uh, Young Dolph. Uh, on November 17th, uh, Young Dolph was shot and killed at 36 years old in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it was reported from Fox 13 Memphis that three independent law enforcement sources confirmed that Dolph born Adolph Robert Thornton Jr. was killed on Wednesday and pronounced dead at the scene. Um, Billboard and like other publications said the same thing. And uh, the story behind it was uh, the shooting took place at Makita's homemade butter cookies. It was a uh, crazy, a bro. cookie store that he went to to pick up cookies for his mother, and unfortunately, his life was taken. And and it's kind of sad that this way of going out is considered normal in hip hop amongst guys who go back home. There were a lot of different theories and perspectives on his loss. And uh, I only got one theory, cause 
only got one. What's that? That Boosie was right. You can't go back home. You can't. Like, I mean, and I don't want to say it like that, but even if you do decide to go back home, you just got to you gotta know to move a different way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, fam? If you know that you created enemies on your way on your way to the top. Yeah. You can't you can't be riding around noticeable like that. Like I I get it you want to show off these things but where you at? Everybody ain't got that. Like last night I was listening to 100 shots. Yeah. And the way he started it out talking about having a six-figure car in the hood, something that ain't even supposed to be there and then <coughs> knowing that he passed earlier that day. Yeah. And, that was exactly the Man. scene. A six-figure car. And no no disrespect to anybody that lived here, but in the hood. Something that shouldn't even been there. Man. So. It, it's sad, man. You know, he was... He seemed like a really dope guy. He always had these fun moments on social media. I remember there was a time where um, these two workers at Starbucks got fired because they played his song. And he gave them $20,000 a piece when he performed at Rolling Loud one year. And then there was a situation where he gave away his Lamborghini and somebody sold it for 400000 And he commented on the picture, get paid. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm see, saying? That's, yeah, that's a, real, that's a real nigga move. And the, yeah, and the things he's done in the community. Uh, young Dolph, you know, he, he leaves behind a daughter and a son. And uh, even what the story was, the shooters had shot through a front window just to get him. And uh, he was on his way to give turkeys away. At a Thanksgiving giveaway, bro. Man, I'm about to say this shit again because I don't know if niggas heard me the first time. If you got beef with anybody out there, do your best to extend the olive branch and end that shit because you don't never know what's on a nigga mind, ever. Yeah. And he went back home, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he's he been living in Atlanta for a minute, but the fact that you go back home. Boosie said it back, bro. <laughs> That is insane. And that's crazy. It's sad, you know, so people, you know, artists on social media has show love. Uh, Makita's Cookies, a week prior, they made a video with Young Dolph going back there and buying cookies and showing love and yeah. chilling. Like, he he was comfortable. Like, you, you should be able to be comfortable at home. But it just seems like when you're successful and you make it home, there are just some people out there who do not It's want, a double-edged sword, bro. Man. Because you want to be successful and you want to show it off, but at the same time, showing it off could rub people the wrong way. And some of them people could be people that you even came up with, man. Yeah. That's sad. Like, you know, he got that song, uh, Cut It, Cut It, you know, and, and then the um, Bulletproof mixtape. Wait right? a minute. That was a freestyle he did because you know Cut It was OT Genesis, bro. Yeah, he had a feature on it and it was in Hot 100. I was about to say, I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, Young Dolph scored his first top 40 hit with the Billboard Hot 100 with a feature on OT Genesis' his 2015 single, Cut It. It was on there. It wasn't Preach? No, nah, it was Young Dolph, man. No, no, no. I'm saying, look, like, I know who made the song oh, Cut It. I'm saying, like, his first top 40 wasn't Preach? What's his first top song? Do you know it? You a Dolph head, man. It's Schoolers. Preach, bro. Everybody preach. know Preach. Maybe I'm behind. But from what I'm reading, it said uh, Cut It was the first one. First top 40. Yeah, man. But you know my favorite Young Dolph album? The recent one, Rich Slave. That's a really dope album. Because I, when you really analyze and listen to Young Dolph, you kind of see like, I think the way he explained it was like, I'm rich, but you know, society still see me as a nigga, as a slave. Because he talks about being rich. You know, he he's enjoyed he's enjoyed his labor, he's enjoyed his work, he's enjoyed his hustle, and somebody took it from him. It's a scary thing in hip hop and it's an unfortunate thing. So we uh we offer our love and condolences to the family of young Dolph. I'm listening to Bulletproof tonight. Bro, Remember when playing. he got shot at and he named and he read out a sentence. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take a shot. What? Take a shot for Dolph right now. We'll take a shot for a dog. Go ahead, take a shot. I'm good. All right, freshman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but rest in peace to young Dolph. Rest in peace uh, to young Dolph, man. You know, on, on, a, on a serious note, um, we want to end this episode giving a uh, shout out, uh, man, to um, 
an unfortunate loss. Today, November 18th, uh, I lost a great friend of mine. His name was David Dixon Jr. David Dixon uh, passed away, unfortunately, from fucking COVID. Fuck COVID, bro. um, When I tell you a person with a good spirit, Dave was it. I'll never forget. I've known Dave since high school. And I remember when I worked at Goodwill, I worked with Dave. And even when I was uh, doing my music, every album, when I was selling CDs, I would, he was the first person to buy it. He would inbox me and we would talk for hours. He even did a 330 Kids Cypher. He attempted, but he couldn't get his bars out. You know what I'm saying? But the effort that he shows, and he always said, I'm going to get back better. Um, unfortunately, Dave, David passed away. And I want to give him his props and respect on this podcast because uh, he was a fan of the podcast. He respected me as a man. And I, he actually heard my album, A Rough of It. And he told me some great words about it. And it, it kind of inspired me, you know. I thought about my own personal problems, and then I thought about that situation, you know. And I compared the two and just said, you know, I can't, I can't complain. Yeah, bro, because you don't never know what nobody going through. You never know what the next man's situation really is. And David, man, um, wherever you are, if you can hear this, spirits, man, I, I, I hope that you um, are resting well, and to his family, to his son, and and, and I want to say this on the podcast. So that others who are hearing this can hold this accountable to his son and to his family. If there is anything that you need that I can do, please, please reach out to me. He leaves behind a beautiful son. Um, that that that's just, just good spirit. David David loved his son. He loved hip hop. He loved people. Like on on his Facebook page, there were so many people leaving inboxes of him just being kind to him. Like he could read people's energy just through a post. You know that's what I'm crazy. saying? And I remember he was on a path of trying to lose weight and get himself right. So he, he he was very ambitious, and that's why I rock with David. So, Dave, we love you, man, and um, we offer our condolences. We offer our love. We offer our respect. And I want to end it with a quote that says, it's not what you have at the end of life. It's what you leave behind that matters. And he leaves behind a son, and he leaves behind a legacy of just being a good person. So, um, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to let you end it on that, bro. Yeah, man. I was gonna, I was gonna say something silly, but I don't feel like this is yeah. the time for that. Yeah, man. We 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 had our fun. We did. We had we our did. fun, but I want to end this dedicating it to David. And uh, again, this is John Peter MC, G to the poet, man. Pablo was in the building with us, but uh, for David, man, we love you, bro. We offer our love and support to you. We gonna see y'all on the next episode, man. We out. Peace. Peace.